so the importance of talking about sex our culture defines sex for us because we just it's hard for churches to talk about sex they just usually don't why and so why that's a great question yeah it's um, an uncomfortable topic for yeah. most people i would say but yeah it's so yeah. necessary <laughs> yeah and i would say as we've we've done real talk weekend we've done like month series on sex um and i feel like it's not actually as like uncomfortable as we make it when mm -hmm. we get to like the heart of sex mm -hmm. right? we just feel uncomfortable because of the the pressures that society has put on sex mm -hmm. but if you strip those away it doesn't have to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. i think also like just sex in general when you think of the intimacy of two people it's such a vulnerable state mm -hmm. that i think that's why most people are very uncomfortable just talking about it right so yeah but then you have our pastor pastor <laughs> Duane, he loves his wife and he loves, he loves talking about it thing. yeah and yeah. I feel like that even just says something of like breaking down the the expectation that like we don't talk about sex at mm -hmm. church, mm -hmm. but it, this is actually where we should talk about it. This is actually where we should be informed and educated about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Well, the whole saying of like knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like when I think of, I like my parents never talked to me about sex except for like, don't do it. And whenever like movies were on or anything like that, scenes came up and they're like, you need to walk away, like get out of the room or close your eyes. And you're mm -hmm. like, well, why? Like, what What am I not supposed to look at? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it just, if anything, it just sparks curiosity and leads you to search for mm -hmm. what that is, right. yeah. um, which could lead you to wrong paths. But yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it because we were talking about it yesterday and you had mentioned like, <clears throat> when you were in school and they give you like your puberty talk mm -hmm. and it's so interesting that people who share their testimonies about pornography and stuff it's around that fourth grade mm -hmm. fifth grade age and what happens is you're you're being educated at school about this is what oh I moved myself this is what happens when you um in your body these are the changes mm -hmm. you make and so like for me it was like well I don't look like that now what is it going to look like you know mm -hmm. and so you have this curiosity and it's not um there's no like you what you know if your parents don't talk about it at home you just we live in a society where it's easy to figure it out on your own yeah. you don't really need to ask someone yeah, yeah. so yeah, and I feel like I learned about it also from, from school. It was just always an open conversation. It was always like an open thing that everybody always knew about. Mm -hmm. And like at home, like movies would play, and I was never necessarily told to look away. And so I just like saw it. And so like that is like where I like was taught. That's where I was taught about sex. And even like continuing through school, like in middle school, if you weren't having sex or if you were not intimate with another person, like – you were weird or you were wrong mm. for not for not doing that. And I didn't grow up in like a Christian home or a Christian community. And so I was never told that like having sex before marriage was a bad thing. And and so that was just like the culture that I like grew up in and lived in. And like so many people like in our community, in our like even the upcoming generations still like are learning that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it's like, it's sad that parents don't even tell you the why. Mm -hmm. They just like, I know for me, my parents are just like, don't do it. And I'm like, well, why, why not? Mm -hmm. Like everyone says that it's a good thing. So why not? And it's just a topic that they would not get themselves into. Yeah. So it can make it really complicated. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think growing up, 
my parents like never really taught me about sex like I did get the puberty talk at school um, and then I think it was I learned about sex through pornography because I was curious about what the body would do when I was going through these changes and then you know I got into this deep hole of pornography and then it was just so funny like to be in in Texas where I went to school like they teach you about sex in seventh grade and it's just such a like a weird age to like by that time when you we had to do these questions right and you have to bring it home and then your parents have to sign it Mm -hmm. and like my parents didn't really like I gave them those papers we talked a little bit not much they signed it and you know I got a good grade and that was kind of it right so um I I think that um I just I was thinking about it and I wonder what my journey would have been like if after I had that puberty talk at school, my parents like met with me and really kind of explained more about your body and then God's like, like the things that, you know, sex and your body and all those Mm -hmm. things. I think, you know, things could have been different, but here Mm -hmm. I am. And now I have the opportunity to help people so that they don't have to get to that point and, Mm -hmm. you know, start that conversation. Um, and then I, I would say I started learning about God's vision for sex like five years ago when after I got freed from so many things, I started just learning about sex relationships and dating on my own through different resources because I was like, I don't know about this and I want to do this well and I want to start learning about it now because I mm-hmm. don't want to get to that moment and just be like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking about the importance of talking about sex. Mm-hmm. So what do you think or what could it look like when when we do like talk about sex and like God's design for sex? Like what could have changed maybe in your story or like if you think about like other people our age or even like younger, like how can it change for them if we actually make talking about sex and God's design for sex like a normal thing? talk (laughs) I I think really it's communication Mm -hmm. um I think for me like I I learned the puberty thing through my fourth grade class as well Mm -hmm. and my dad and I are very very close but my mom and I are not close and I think for him obviously probably not a comfortable thing to have a conversation with his daughter about Mm -hmm. about that um but creating a safe atmosphere where it's like I think understanding two generational things is probably something that they grew up with as well of just like we don't we don't talk about this Mm -hmm. um because even like I remember when I first got my period like I I had the class and I think what happened is you know how you have to sign that like yeah to get permission Mm -hmm. my parents don't read or understand English very well so I think they just signed something Mm -hmm. (laughs) and had no idea what class I uh you know what thing I got into yeah Mm -hmm. and even like when I first got my my first cycle it was like my mom was like oh okay I was like Okay. okay, I'm like, this is kind of a big deal. I don't yeah. know what to do, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I kind of know what to do, but I don't know what to do. Right. And, um, but just having that open, safe place of like, let's talk about all the things. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the body parts. Let's talk yeah. about how it's a natural thing for you to mm-hmm. want, want to ha- like desire this. Yeah. But what's an appropriate way to do this? How God mm-hmm. blesses it within a marriage and yeah. just open communication. And honestly, it has to, I think, come from the parents in a place of just humble yourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and just talk about it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know for me, that experience, like, I don't want my kids to experience that. And I'd rather be in a safe place where let me talk to you about it and let mm-hmm. me give you insight about it with biblical um, standards so that you can. I mean, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But at right. least I know that I did what I needed to do to 
give you the knowledge that you need. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. Mm -hmm. It is important to talk about sex. Let's talk about it. Let's not make it awkward. It's, yeah. I think when we when we don't talk about it, I think that that's a lot where the enemy comes in, mm -hmm. right? And he tries to destroy. He comes to kill, steal, mm -hmm. and destroy. And when mm -hmm. we don't talk about things, I think that gives him a foothold. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk about now practically how to heal from sexual history or brokenness. I think one bringing it to God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's some it, uh, shame can overpower us. To the point like we know that God knows, but sometimes there's almost something scary about verbalizing it and bringing mm -hmm. it out to the open. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'd say bringing it to God um, and also having someone that's safe to you, that you know you trust, that yeah. will not really condemn you, but will help you yeah. uh, walk it out um, <clears throat> and give you encouragement, but also be that sturdy person. That's like, okay, yeah. wait, this is not right. right. Let's keep each other accountable. Let me mm -hmm. be there to help you out with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say confession too is a similar mm -hmm. thing of what you're saying. I think confession is a very powerful tool. It says in James five, six, confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's practically how you can be healed from that is confession is mm -hmm. allowing, like bringing that darkness into light mm -hmm. so that the darkness no longer has power over it mm -hmm. right. and bringing it to God. I just learned recently over the past few months, like God knows everything, right? You mm -hmm. know, he's all knowing God, but like he wants you to tell it to him. Yeah. And so like God already might know what happened, but it's different when I actually tell him and like mm -hmm. through journaling, through just praying mm -hmm. um, and then allowing him to speak into my heart afterwards can mm -hmm. be so healing. And that can be through, through pictures, through mm -hmm. words, through other people. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, so confession is a huge part of that in breaking all strongholds of the enemy that he has against you in bringing shame and bringing guilt and condemnation mm -hmm because there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so if you have a, a fellow believer who's in agreement with that statement, like there, you should be able to go to them in love and there is no mm -hmm. condemnation and that brings freedom. Yeah. yeah. I think us as like, as Christ followers, we have that obligation to not shame people. It's yeah. like our responsibility yeah. that if someone comes to me and says, hey, I've fallen short and I've done this, to respond to them in love instead of like, well, how dare you do that and shame them. And right. like, that's, I think what's caused so much hurt mm -hmm. and has caused people to walk away from the church because us as brothers and sisters have not responded in love and mm -hmm. instead have responded with condemnation and mm -hmm. shame. Um, so we, we have a responsibility to, to be Jesus in, yeah. in when these situations arise and it's almost like you have to die to self because it's awkward it is like you don't sometimes don't know how to respond yeah. when someone comes up to you and says hey like I had sex the other day and mm -hmm. like oh crap well, what yeah. do I say? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like well love them mm -hmm. love them and um if they're if they feel comfortable enough to share it with you then that means that they've given you access to be able to speak into it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah and I would like for me, like I grew up in a Christian home and so I knew that God could like free me of my sins and I knew that it was a sin and I would go to God and like pray for the freedom and the things, but it really wasn't until like, you know, I, and I would confess it to him and it wasn't until I really, um, like got, like understood God's character and was able to confess that to other people where 
my life shifted. And, you know, some people like it's an instant moment with the Lord that frees you from all these things. And for some people, and it's, it's a journey and yeah. you just have to be open and willing. And at the end of the day, like pursuing like God's heart for you and mm-hmm. um, like the like, uh, yeah, like the source of all of your freedom is going to be found in God. And yeah. you need to if you're in this sexual brokenness, you need to confess to God, confess to your friends you know, or or trusted people and leaders and like take action to doing that and educating yourself and just continually pursuing God because he's going to meet you in the moment. It's like, Mm -hmm. I think a great example is like the woman at the well, like Mm -hmm. with all that she was doing and God met her where she was at and he freed her from that. And I think that, you know, it's just important to not compare your journey to someone else mm-hmm. and just keep following like keep seeking out God and yeah. and know that he's going to be faithful to you and he's not going to let you be in bondage for the things that have been done to you or that you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think something important that you said kind of in the beginning of that was like knowing God's character mm-hmm. um and how even for us individually, like it's so important for us to know God's character. So then if other people were to come to us to confess that sin, it's like we are allowed, we're able to respond with God's character. Yeah. So it's like, that's like one practical thing even for us to do to help our community and to help our generation mm-hmm. break free from sexual history and brokenness is knowing God's character mm-hmm. and then responding like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have been hurt and walked away from the church because we don't respond in God's like true character of yeah. how loving and like not condemning he is. Yeah. Right. Um, and how important that is in like practically healing from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's like, who are you to like judge on if someone is worthy to be forgiven for their sin. It's like, right. have you like, <laughs> I've been de- you. I've been dealing with that in a different context. But it's like, I have wronged God so many times. Like yeah. I'm, you know, like if God's willing to forgive me for the times I neglect Him, who am I to say, well, I'm not. I'm going to shame you and not forgive you for the things you've done. You've. That's not like what Jesus did. That's not his life. And so I think it's just important to remember, like, if God's willing to forgive you for all the stuff that you do to him, for ignoring him, for not listening to him, for, like, disregarding his leadership, like, who are you to disregard someone because of their sin? Right. When I think people put... Sub- certain sins in levels like yeah. sex is worse than lying uh no <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like sin is sin so mm-hmm. uh if you're going to put that person in that situation then put yourself in that too that you're just yeah. as broken and sinful as that person as well yeah so yeah mm-hmm. that's good i think another step um practically that i feel like i've seen a lot at real talk that we did a few months ago um is letting god like pour out what he has to you, yeah. like actually receiving it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can get caught up in it. And even like we think about like sex is a greater sin than lying to other people. But also I feel like we just view that in ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like, no, this is a sin that's too great that that mm-hmm. God can't heal me mm-hmm. from. I like I won't actually be able to walk free from that. Um, yeah, and it's just like it's a vivid thing that – that can be very difficult to move forward from, Mm -hmm. Um, but actually allowing God to pour out his love and his peace and his joy that he has for you and receiving that and walking forward in your true identity in that Mm -hmm. is so important to like actually like walking out in freedom from the sexual history and brokenness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think another 
like practical way of finding healing is like going to going to counseling and Mm -hmm. a faith-based counselor because I mean they just know so much they especially if Mm -hmm. you go to faith-based they got the faith and they got the knowledge and they're able to help walk you through that and Mm -hmm. I know for me like I've been healed from some of my sexual brokenness but some of the sexual traumas that I never faced came up and I like I can talk about it with my mentor or a good friend, but at the end of the day, like maybe I need someone who's mm-hmm. going to be yeah. able to help walk me through that moment and, and, you know, see God in that and heal from that and all the things. So I just encourage you that if that's something that you're struggling with to seek out a faith based counselor, yeah, that's good. licensed counselor. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Counseling is good. Yes. 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 Amen. Awesome. So let's talk about now the importance of saying yes to God's design for sex or even like having God's concerns in mind um, for sex or in relationships in that. (laughs) So, yes, it is a good thing, right, to say yes to God's design to sex instead of viewing it from culture's view and truly like I like I said, like having God's concerns in mind. Um, and so saying like in a relationship or even like in the dating process or even beforehand, like before marriage, like having God's concerns, like actually hating what God's hate, hating what God hates, even though like culture says yes to it, but choosing beforehand to say no to the things that culture says yes to, but God hates. Mm. Does that make, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that that in and of itself is very powerful Mm -hmm. and, can just like God will just bless that so much abundantly um, as you do then step into dating, as you do step into marriage Mm -hmm. um, and how your faithfulness to saying yes to that can just like come out in blessings from God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, for as like a single person, like as I honor God's vision for sex, that also honors like my future spouse, like the way that I handle my body and Mm -hmm. the way that I steward um, God's vision for sex like that like honors them w- when we get to that point of like marriage and that, that I mean I, I think sometimes we don't think about that but it's true like the way you act as a in the life that you live as a single person like that in dating and with your sexual history and drive like that affects your spouse when you get married and I mean yeah. mm-hmm. Tiffany's married so she knows a little bit more than me but <laughs> yeah I think it's important I think if someone was was to genuinely like seek themselves out who has been having sex outside of marriage and say, I am happy with the decision I've made, I think mm-hmm. they would genuinely say they're not mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not blessed. And deep down, there's there's some form of shame and di- like disappointment or almost a loss of something mm-hmm. that requires healing versus when you do do it within marriage. Um, Tyler and I have been married for going six years in August and um one of of the best advice that I got um was from my mentor Jeanette amazing woman lover I love you Jeanette love you Jeanette um (laughs) so it was interesting right because during the dating phase oh my gosh how much you wanted to have sex like the constant temptation and the makeout sessions and like how far can we take it where it's not actually having sex and and then you get married and you can have it whenever the heck you want to and then you're like I actually don't want to have sex mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I remember talking to Jeanette about it and be like I'm really confused mm-hmm. I'm really confused um because even like leading up to getting married I feel like I didn't have um 
I didn't have people in my life that could could give me advice about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeanette came into the picture more so after uh, Tyler and I were married. And the best advice that she's given me was, um, you know, Satan's going to come after you during the dating portion of your life to push you to do something that he knows is against the father's will. And the moment that you get married, he's going to do everything he can do to cause you guys to have disunity because mm-hmm. that's that's one of the most vulnerable places that you can be at with your with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and will do everything he can do to cause you guys to not be intimate with each other. Yeah. Um, and I know like personally when Ty and I are not intimate with each other, oh my gosh, do we fight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we fight all the time mm-hmm. or things irritate me about him or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how much more close we are to each other when there is that, that intimacy with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think it's important to, to realize that, that God's going to bless it, blesses like the children that can come from it. Like there's, there's a time and place for everything. And sex is such a huge blessing within the marriage. There's no, you don't feel guilty if anything is more enjoyable. Like you get mm-hmm. to know your spouse more, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's it's actually a very beautiful thing, and it's a I know for me it's a thing that I pray for now because um, I know it's a tactic of the enemy to yeah. try to you know I go I get home and I'm like I'm just tired, or I've had you know I have to do this and I have to do that and it's like no this is a very important thing that needs to be prioritized within mm-hmm. my marriage, mm-hmm. um, and Jeanette's always said uh, you know someone said it to her she's like if if you don't give it to your husband, someone else will be willing to mm-hmm. or vice versa, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, ain't nobody touching my man. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's, that's such a good point. You shared that with me and I was like, yep, that's a, that's a good point right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so even practically like in, in dating, like how do you honor, honor that and, and realize that the enemy is going to do every single thing that he can to push you together as far as you can go. Yeah. Um, and I think like I've learned that and it's it's setting setting boundaries, having values. It's not even like boundaries like you can't do this, you can't do this, you mm-hmm. can't do this. But yeah. it's like, no, we actually just have a value yeah. of sex after marriage, like yeah. and not before. And we're not going to push the line of that. Um, and ha- I feel like it has to be a mutual thing, because yeah. if it's not a mutual thing, Absolutely. it's just going to be a it's going to be a battle. It's going to be one yeah. person always pushing it and one person trying mm-hmm. to stand guard and, and mistakes are going to happen and you're going to yeah. fail and not saying that God can't bring redemption in that and healing. Yeah. Um, but like when you're just mutually on the same page of that mm-hmm. value, mm-hmm. like how like honoring that is to God and how much God even just blesses that in a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I've seen that in my relationship and it's just been like really awesome. Yeah. So yeah. when it's knowing, right. So like, I know, uh, similar to your thing, like, because I didn't know about sex, I turned to pornography to look into like, okay, this is what they said not to look at. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be playing games on the computer and little ads would pop up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm not supposed to look at. Right. Click, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, knowing what your history is and knowing what your other person's history is. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler also had like a strong addiction to pornography. Um, and I think that was what caused a lot of like the lust between mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, and also understanding, I think for me, the thing that I struggled with was I was the the person in our friend group who had the first, you know, relationship and mm-hmm. didn't have anyone um, 
older than me that I can go to. And then at that time I was, I, I was and still am heavily involved with the church. So mm-hmm. there was almost like this feeling of like, I can't tell anyone like, mm-hmm. uh, like what kind of leaders, you know, struggling with this and yeah. almost putting yourself in a pedestal of like, I should not be, you know, struggling with right. this kind of stuff and understanding yeah. that it's a natural thing. To, it's a natural thing to want it and yeah. to struggle with it. So, so important to have that accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until probably, uh, when we were engaged that I, I made really good friends with someone who's been married for a few years. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to confess this to someone. Yeah. Right. And she's like, Tiffany, this is natural. And I was yeah. like, is it really? Because I feel like I've been told my whole life that, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, it's natural that you want this. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that point on, just having that person to walk through that if anything ever got to that point, I was like, I can go to her and, mm-hmm. and uh, talk to her. She was an amazing friend yeah. jasmine thank you love you dextra mm-hmm. yes <laughs> so yeah. yeah that was um that helped me out so 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 much mm-hmm. just to have that accountability partner and someone to go to and to not think yourself any better if you're like in a leadership position um volunteering or um it's it's a struggle mm-hmm. so knowing that you can still go to someone and talk to about whatever that sinful lust desire that you have is yeah you're not any but we're not any better than anyone it's yeah. okay go talk to someone yeah and just like seek out like mentorship i know mm-hmm. like it can be hard at first when you go to like a young adult ministry and you're like where are all the mentors but like reach yeah. out to the women's ministry and yeah. like men's ministry pastors and yeah. say hey yeah. i want a mentor and they'll get you connected and we do have like mentors that access to mm-hmm. but like reach out and and find people that can walk you through that journey and um another thing that i was thinking about there's a difference between like sex and intimacy Mm -hmm. and because i was listening as you were talking about like that was when you don't and tyler don't have sex like Mm -hmm. you guys argue and you bicker Mm -hmm. and for me as a single person if i don't have like a close-knit relationship with god where i'm listening to him consistently and i'm talking with him and i'm just communing with him i've just I'm like upset with him. I, he's not <laughs> talking to me. It's literally like the same thing. Yeah. And so um, if you are like, I think it's important. We don't have enough time for this, but to seek out the difference about like what intimacy means and like sex, because those yeah. are different yeah. things. And yeah. you can still have that level of intimacy as mm-hmm. a single person mm-hmm. yeah. or in a dating relationship. Yeah. And honestly, if you start allowing God to fill that intimacy box, that sex box is going to get so small mm-hmm. because you're not focused on the physical. You're focused on just communing with God and yeah, uh, moral good. revolution talks about like those things. So yeah, yeah, I don't that's have really time good. for that. Yeah. That's really yeah. Good. I would say um, as we're closing up here, let's each, go and just share kind of like one one tip one thing that you've been told even if you've already said it in here to just reiterate um kind of like something that can like help the people watching so i'll go first i want to say that even if you've you've gone to a certain point in your relationship doesn't mean you can't like go back like i feel like that is such a lie from the enemy and so even if you've gone to a certain point and you want to go back, like you are allowed to go back. You can, it's going to take discipline. Um, but the Lord wants to redeem that. He doesn't want you to keep living in where you've been and you, you, you have the power to go back. And so that would be my advice. My, my biggest takeaway, um, that I just want you guys to have. So, yeah. Um, I'd say know who your enemy is. 
your enemy is not yourself. Your enemy is not your boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. So reminding yourself who your enemy is um, so that you can go after that and not after your other person, um, knowing his tactics and what he will use to get you to lead yourself into that maybe habitual sin. Um only that, and then knowing your relationship with God and knowing how much stronger and how much bigger God is than the enemy, um, and putting him back in his place by reminding him whose you are, um, mm-hmm. and knowing your identity in Christ. That's mm-hmm. good. I would say just continue to know and get to know God's character mm-hmm. because God's character will add value to everything that you do, and it will broaden your understanding of like sex and just your life in general so continue just to know god's character and seek out the people and the resources that he's set in place and if you don't know where they're at just talk to someone start the conversation but really like knowing god is going to be like the foundation of finding freedom yeah Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful or impactful at all, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. Go ahead and share it to someone who you think it can impact as well. See you next week.